Disclaimer before we get started, I am not a doctor or a medical professional. This podcast is not meant to give medical advice or education, merely entertainment. If you have a medical question, please ask your doctor. Thank you. Welcome to Crocheting Through Medical History. It is me, Maria, here to talk about medical history. Not crochet, because I'm working on like five projects, yet none of them I can work on here because most of them are gifts. So. Oh, that's really laggy. I'm unsure if this is gonna go well. So today, Can you tell I don't know what's happening? Also, my roommate might come in to turn the water back on because he's working on the sink right now. A few days ago, I started researching arthritis because I was like, this isn't this is a thing that I want to learn about. This would be a good topic. And then last night, I was still researching, and then there just kept on being more and more to research. And then we were like so deep in and I had like five pages already and it was like I was nowhere near done and then it was like 10 o'clock at nine and then I was like I don't think I can do this this justice in the next like 12 hours so I didn't that episode will be coming sometime someday we will talk about arthritis hopefully next week maybe the week after that this video may be absolute garbage I cannot tell if it's actually lagging as much as it looks like it is. So today we are going to learn about the Americans with Disabilities Act because today as of recording or yesterday as of releasing it is July 26th which 33 years ago today or yesterday on July 26th 1990 the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed as law. It's a very exciting time. So we're gonna learn about that today since it is timely. So first we're just gonna read from ADA.gov um, of what their introduction to the ADA is. So, the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, is a federal civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against people with disabilities in everyday activities. The ADA prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability just as other civil rights laws prohibit discrimination on the basis of race, color, sex, national origin, age, and religion. The ADA guarantees that people with disabilities have the same opportunities as everyone else to enjoy employment opportunities, purchase goods and services, and participate in state and local government programs. The ADA protects people with disabilities. A person with a disability is someone who has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, has a history or record of such an impairment, such as cancer that is in remission, or is perceived by others as having such an impairment, such as a person with scars from a severe burn. If a person falls into any of these categories, the ADA protects them because the ADA is a law and not a benefit program, so you do not need to apply for coverage. 
A few definitions. The term substantially limits is interpreted broadly and is not meant to be a demanding standard. But not every condition will meet this standard. An example of a condition that is not substantially limiting is a mild allergy to pollen. What does major life activities mean? Major life activities are the kind of activities that you do every day, including your body's own internal processes. There are many major life activities in addition to the examples listed here. Some examples include actions like eating, sleeping, speaking, and breathing, movements like walking, standing, lifting, and bending, cognitive functions like thinking and concentrating, sensory functions like seeing and hearing, tasks like working, reading, learning, and communicating, and the operation of major bodily functions like circulation, reproduction, and individual organs. Examples of disabilities. There's a wide variety of disabilities and the ADA regulations do not list them all. Some disabilities are visible and some are not. Some examples of disabilities include cancer, diabetes, post-traumatic stress disorder, HIV, autism, cerebral palsy, deafness or hearing loss, blindness or low vision, epilepsy, mobility disabilities such as those requiring the use of a wheelchair, walker, or cane, intellectual disabilities, major depressive disorder, traumatic brain injury. The ADA covers many other disabilities not listed here. The ADA prohibits disability discrimination in many areas of life. To prevent discrimination against people with disabilities, the ADA sets out requirements that apply to many of the situations you encounter in everyday life. Employers, state and local governments, businesses that are open to the public, commercial facilities, transportation providers, and telecommunication companies all have to follow the requirements of the ADA. Under the ADA, it is legal to discriminate against someone because of their disability. For example, a fitness center could not exclude a person who uses a wheelchair from a workout class because they cannot do all the exercises in the same way. However, a local rec center might only be open to people who live in the surrounding zip code if the rec center refused access to a person with epilepsy because that person lived in a different zip code. That would not be a violation of the ADA because the rec center would not be discriminating on the basis of the person's disability. The ADA is broken up into five different sections, which are called titles. Different titles set out the requirements for different kinds of organizations. For example, Title I of the ADA covers requirements for employers, and Title II covers requirements for state and local governments. You can find the relevant title of the ADA noted next to each type of the organization below. So Title I is employment. It applies to employers that have 15 or more employees, including state or local governments, employment agencies, and labor unions. General requirements, employers must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to benefit from the employment-related opportunities available to others. This includes things like recruitment, hiring, promotions, training, pay, and social activities. The ADA includes specific requirements for employers to ensure that people with disabilities have equal access to employment. Learn more about these requirements on the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission's Guidance for Employers. You can also file a complaint um, of a charge of discrimination with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Title II, subtitle A, is state and local government services. It applies to all services, programs, and activities of state and local governments. 
Examples of state and local government's activities include public education, transportation, recreation, healthcare, social services, courts, voting, emergency services, town meetings, and the ADA applies to state and local governments even if the state or local government is small or if they receive money from the federal government. General requirements, state and local governments must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to benefit from all of their programs, services, and activities. The ADA contains specific requirements for state and local governments to ensure equal access for people with disabilities. Learn about these requirements in the state and local government primer and file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice. Title 2, subtitle B is on public transit. So it applies to public transit systems. Requirements. Public transit systems must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to benefit from their services. Note, private transit systems are also covered by the ADA. For more information, see the section businesses that are open to the public below. And file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice or with the Federal, Federal Transit Administration. Title 3 is businesses that are open to the public. It applies to businesses and nonprofits serving the public. Examples of businesses and nonprofits include restaurants, hotels, retail stores, movie theaters, private schools, including housing, doctor's offices and hospitals, daycare centers, gyms, organizations offering courses or examinations, and privately operated transit. Examples of privately operated transit include taxis, intercity and charter buses, hotel shuttles, and airport shuttles. Commercial facilities need only comply with requirements of the ADA standards for accessible design. Examples of commercial facilities include office buildings, warehouses, and factories. General requirement, businesses must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to access the goods or services that they offer. The ADA contains specific requirements for businesses that are open to the public. Learn more about these requirements, ADA primer for small businesses, and file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice. Title 4 is telecommunications. It applies to telecommunication companies. Requirements, telephone companies must provide services to allow callers with hearing and speech disabilities to communicate. You can file a complaint by contacting the telecommunications relay services point of contact for your state through the Federal Communications Commission. Other important requirements are Title V. The ADA also includes other requirements for how to implement the law. Examples of these requirements include prohibiting retaliation against a person who has asserted their rights under the ADA, stating that a person with a disability is not required to accept an aid or accommodation if they don't want to, authorizing courts to award attorneys fees to the winning party in a lawsuit under the ADA, and directing certain federal agencies to issue guidance explaining the law. Other Disability Rights Laws Although the ADA applies to many areas of life, it does not cover everything. In some situations, disability discrimination is prohibited by laws other than the ADA. While the ADA applies to certain types of housing, example given housing at private and public universities and public housing programs, the Fair Housing Act applies to many types of housing, both public and privately owned, including housing covered by the ADA. 
If you have a complaint about disability discrimination under the Fair Housing Act, file a complaint with the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Disability discrimination during air travel is prohibited by the Air Carriers Access Act. If you have a complaint about disability discrimination during air travel, file a complaint with the Department of Transportation's Office of Aviation Consumer Protection. Religious organizations are exempt from the requirements of Title III of the ADA for information about how the ADA's employment obligations apply to religious entities. Visit the EEOC's website. Additionally, religious groups or organizations may still have to comply with state and local building codes or other laws prohibiting discrimination on the basis of disability. Federal Agencies' Roles Many federal agencies are responsible for enforcing the ADA and other laws that prohibit discrimination on the basis of disability. These agencies receive complaints, conduct investigations, and issue regulations and guidance to explain the law. Learn more about these agencies and the laws that they implement, the ADA-designated investigative services, and a guide to federal disability rights laws. I will link these links in the show notes so that if you want to learn more or if you want to file a complaint you will have all those links um so now that we have a understanding of what the ada is we're going to read an article on time called 30 years after a landmark disability law the fight for access and equality continues this was published in 2020 Um, before the 30th anniversary of the law. So, Judy Human remembers the day she went to register for kindergarten in 1952. She'd gotten dressed up and her mother had pulled her wheelchair up a flight of stairs before the principal intervened. Her disability, he said, meant she was not allowed to attend the school. Human had polio as a child and it left her legs paralyzed and limited her use of her hands and arms. Throughout her time in the educational system and after she graduated and became a teacher and activist, she had to fight for access at every turn. It's totally different today, she says. That's thanks in large part to the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, the civil rights legislation that was signed 30 years ago this month on July 26, 1990, under the transformative law, schools and workplaces that are now required to have ramps, elevators, designated parking spots and curb cuts, and to provide accommodations for people with a range of disabilities, including those who are blind or deaf. Taking inspiration and legal concepts from the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the ADA was designed to protect people with disabilities under with disabilities against discrimination and to ensure that they can participate fully in employment, stay in local government services, public accommodations, transportation, and telecommunications. The results today are powerful. Most public buses have lifts for wheelchairs, disabled children attend school alongside their non-disabled peers, and employees are generally aware that people with disabilities have civil rights they cannot violate. But, if the 61 million Americans with disabilities are now less likely to confront the same problems that human did decades ago, their fight for true equality is far from over. The ADA is ultimately a promise that has been tremendously impactful in some areas and has yet to be fulfilled in other areas, says Ari Neiman, a senior research associate at the Harvard Law School Project 
on disability and the co-founder of the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. The majority of disabled Americans still struggle to find jobs. Most affordable housing is still not accessible, and disabled Americans as a group experience much higher rates of poverty and incarceration. The ways that the ADA and other disability rights laws have been implemented often require navigating a host of bureaucratic mazes to access support. The ADA works in tandem with other laws, says Claudia Center, the legal director of the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund. Each step needs to be made inclusive and accessible, and that's a big project. The passage of the ADA was decades in the making, built on years of grassroots advocacy, campus activism, and the rise of the so-called independent living movement, which challenged the idea that disabled people should be relegated to institutions. In the 70s, people with disabilities won a major victory when the 1973 Rehabilitation Act banned recipients of federal funds from, from discriminating on the basis of disability. It took four more years, nationwide protests, and a 28-day sit-in, organized in part by human, to implement regulations that truly enforced the law. That work required the disabled people be able to come together to talk about what discrimination meant for different groups, how we as a community could be supportive of each other, learning about the forms of discrimination that we experience, learning about the kinds of alterations or accommodations that would need to be made, Human says, that advocacy laid the groundwork for what would become the ADA. In the 1980s, Justin Dart, vice chair of the... Vice Chair of the National Council on Disability, NCD, traveled the country holding public meetings and collecting stories of discrimination. After the NCD drafted an initial bill, Senator Lowell Weicker and Representative Tony Colho introduced the ADA in 1988. It was later championed by Senators Tom Harkin, Ted Kennedy, and Bob Dole. Even as the debates grew contentious and lawmakers moved to exclude people with AIDS or complained the bill would be too costly, advocates stuck together. Their unity ensured that the ADA would eventually protect people with disabilities of all kinds. As President George H.W. Bush said at the law's signing ceremony, it will guarantee fair and just access to the fruits of American life, which we all must be able to enjoy. After a generation of advocacy, Human says the ADA felt like a crescendo. But equality in theory does not mean equality in practice. 30 years after the ADA's passage, violations abound. Disability-related complaints remain the largest category filed with the federal agencies that enforce fair housing and employment laws, and many businesses inst and institutions remain inaccessible. At a more basic level, many disabled Americans say that while the ADA guaranteed them rights, it did little to address the historical inequities that have long pushed them to the margins of society. Children, children with disabilities are still less likely to graduate from high school and far less likely to attend college than their non-disabled peers. They are also disciplined more often in educational settings and overrepresented in the criminal justice system where prisons are rarely set up to accommodate their needs. We have not really taken the concept of disability inclusion. Okay, y'all, technology is not my friend today. That recording cut out, um, and then my video recordings and friend record are not working, 
so we're just gonna voice memo this out for the rest of the article. So, we have not really taken the concept of disability inclusion, of community support, of non-discrimination, and made that into programs and supports that prevent homelessness and incarceration, says Center. Access to employment, one of the central promises of the ADA, is perhaps most out of reach. Disabled people are still roughly twice as likely as non-disabled Americans to be unemployed and to live in poverty, and these numbers have persisted over time. While, up, while employment rates had begun improving in recent years, the COVID-19 pandemic is reversing that trend. Workers with disabilities still face both overt discrimination and implicit bias, but another part of the problem, experts say, is that the social security benefit programs on which many disabled people rely come with restrictive eligibility requirements that can act as work as work that can act as work disincentives. People with disabilities have long advocated for changes in these policies, but the rest of the country has been slow to listen. Though one in four Americans has some sort of disability, they have historically split their support between the two main political parties. Inaccessible polling places also pose a problem, says Carrie Gray, who oversees the American Association of People with Disabilities Voter Registration and Civic Engagement Campaign. There's this lack of creative thinking and problem solving that needs to happen like yesterday for our country to be really effective, she says. Gray, who is black, also argues that advocating for disabled people's right to vote should go hand in hand with fighting for racial justice, something the disability rights movement hasn't always done, she says. Though that too is improving, as younger activists like Gray, who was born the year the ADA was passed, takes center stage, they are bringing new, more inclusive ideas about disability rights. Neiman, who is writing a book about the history of American disability advocacy, says the increase in people publicly embracing their disability as part of their identity has played an important role in shaping new public attitudes. The COVID-19 pandemic is also playing a part with tens of millions of Americans suddenly working and attending school remotely, and thousands experience in lingering health problems, it's become more commonplace to think about what it means to need accommodations, rely on friends and neighbors, and depend on government support. Gray says she's thankful for the activists who came before her, like Human, who passed the ADA and helped frame the battle for disability protections as a fight for equal rights. It leaves us with this next call to action, Gray says. How can we continue to uplift this piece of legislation, and how can we think about what else needs to come after it? Okay, it's time for me to go to bed. This has been too much reading for my brain. Um, follow me in all the places, share me with your friends, share your suggestions, all that stuff. I love you, stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you next week. Bye.